Hello and welcome to the week 12 review from First and Ten. We're back again, back with three of us. Miles, it's good to have you back, man. How are you doing? I am good. I am back from Boston to see the Patriots win. The most boring game of all time, but I was there and I loved it. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, most exciting end to the most boring game, I guess. Yes, absolutely. You can at least take that from it. And Ash, you're back again, of course. Uh, I mean, we're all back, I guess. We, we all sort of missed last week. Um, how you yeah. doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad, bud. Not too bad. Uh, it was nice for a win for a change for us. So, yeah, <laughs> hopefully this is the, the turning turning the corner a little bit and we, we push on from that win. Yeah, it's a very strange position to be in. I don't, I don't know what to do after two losses. Uh, I've, I've forgotten what this feeling is like. Oh, uh, yeah, um, this is just normal for us. This is... <laughs> <so>. <laughs> All right, so we'll start off with Thanksgiving. Um, wonderful full day of football for us. Um, and, you know, always good to have a few extra regular season games that we can actually watch during a decent time. Yes. Lions actually gave us a decent game for the first one. Um, I mean, the Bills obviously came in strong favourites, but, you know, that Lions offence uh, continues to sort of somehow keep plugging along, doesn't it, Miles? Yeah, I mean, they they need to learn how to defend. That's it, because <laughs> offensively, they are just so good. They're so entertaining to watch. They run the ball really well. Um, they, Amon Ross St. Brown is just the most electric receiver that the Lions have had in, in a while. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's really good fun to watch. And then, But you know that as soon as they score, the other team's just going to go down the field and score themselves because they just can't seem to defend, so... Yeah, um, I feel like they're pretty hard done by, but you know, I think Bills Bills weren't at their best, but they still had enough to beat the Lions. Um, just yeah, I just feel like the Detroit defense they're they're missing something, but I don't know what because they they brought in Hutch in, um in the draft and he he's pretty solid. You know, they've got a Cuda back there, and they're just they're missing a few little pieces around there, but the foundation is there. For a good D, it's just not not there yet. Yeah, absolutely. They're just um, I don't know. They're, they're just one of those teams. They're going to be middling for a while, I think, because I, I until they get rid of Goff, of course, and then maybe they can start to push. But it's one of those quarterbacks, Goff, unfortunately, where it'll keep you out of too high a draft pick, but he's not going to win you any playoff. Yeah, games. he's got a low ceiling but a high floor. Absolutely. It's not really a quarterback you want on your team, to be honest. I'm surprised he's got a job. Uh... <laughs> um, on to the next game from Thanksgiving. Um, Giants and the Cowboys. It was a tough game to watch, personally. The Giants <laughs> never really looked like winning this. Um, I, I mean, to be honest, we didn't look great playing against the Cooper Rushler Cowboys. I wasn't too optimistic when Dak Prescott was the starting yeah. quarterback. Um, Ash, did, did you see any positives for me to take from this one? Um, yeah, I mean, the Slayton catch was insanely good, mm-hmm. wasn't it? It kind of reminded everyone of the Odell Beckham catch on against Dallas that time. Obviously not as good, but a hell of a catch to put, put him down at the one. Um, but yeah, Dallas just looked, Dallas looked like the only other team in that East that have got it on both sides of the ball. The Giants have been playing very well at the moment, and that's kind of down to maximising sort of like the mistakes that they've been making in previous seasons. Also, the coaching has stepped up massively. They're in one of them. You always have them in the season where you kind of, it 
things don't quite work out. You tell off, you have a bit of a bad run. And I think the Giants are going through it at the moment, but they're still in a great position to still qualify for the playoffs. So it's just a case of now trying to forget these last couple of weeks and kick on and, and be the Giants that they were in sort of between week three and say week six, week seven, and which they can do. It's just getting probably back into the ground game again because Barkley's not quite been himself the last couple of weeks. So I think it's the problem is with the Giants is they're kind of a little bit one-dimensional because everyone knows Barkley's going to be the main man because they haven't really got too many other offensive weapons. I mean, personally, it might be, they are talk obviously OBJ is, is looking at Dallas, but if New York can get him, that might open things up for Barkley to be a little bit more sort of down the down the home stretch towards towards the playoffs. But Dallas seem to still be the team, obviously, to try and catch the Eagles, but they, they are quite a complete team. And I've been saying it for a while that this defense is is legit. So I think that obviously Parsons had a great game, two sacks. But if Dallas Dallas can rely on that defense for doing what they've been doing the past few weeks. And if the offense can start ticking on like it has been for the last two or three, obviously Pollard a few weeks before Elliot came in, looked sharp. So they, they are a team to watch Dallas and on their day, they can be anybody. Yeah. I would still absolutely love Odell to come back home to New York. Um, it's one of those, obviously in spite of recent reports, um, Although, to be fair to him, he is still better than our entire receiving core by a country mile, even when he is yeah. dropping in and out of consciousness. That's, uh, I like the, the, the level. I mean, obviously, Satan, you know, he's made a few big plays where he's gone up and got it. Uh, but then apart from that, when Richie James is like your next best guy, uh, it's, it's just not really good enough. Um, and, I to be honest, I would be surprised if he chose us at this point. Um, assuming you know these the incident on the airplane doesn't damage anyone's you know desire to get him too much. I would ima- <laughs> I would imagine I'd imagine he's still going to be like you know and, and like obviously people are just going to go oh well it's just Odell um, he's still a great player sort of thing. But yeah, I would imagine assuming that doesn't happen and he and he does still get his pick of the teams. I would be surprised to see him choose us, to be honest, um, at this point. Like, uh, obviously, you know, we've had a good season and he would absolutely be the number one receiver in the offense if that's what he wants to be. But I would be surprised if he chose us over a team like the Bills, for example, or the Cowboys, where he would be very much in contention for a deep playoff run. Yeah. Yeah, true. I think it's just more more of the hometown sort of vibe that depends how much of a draw that is for him. So, obviously, if he went back to New York, obviously New York's a big city, but it's just the cachet of the Giants is the draw of that. Maybe because does he really need to win a Super Bowl again? Because obviously he won one last year with the Rams. Obviously, he got injured in the, in the Super Bowl itself. But does he really need to chase the ring because he's obviously already got one so is the lure of New York just as important to him and getting back into that frame of mind than maybe going to someone like I'm not saying that I mean if the Chiefs came calling it's different maybe but and obviously Dallas Cowboys obviously they're a massive brand but there is a few franchises that have been looking at him and maybe they're maybe the Giants are even though they're not in a, as a good position in regards to pushing on in the playoffs, 
that he still might be a big enough lure for him to say, do you know what, I, I fancy going back to the hometown and going back to the team that originally drafted. But we shall see. It will be an interesting one over the next yeah, couple of weeks. I'm, I'm currently at the stage of trying not to take too much stock from his driver's Instagram stories. Um, <laughs> talking about how he's going to bring him back in through the same door he let, took him out of. I don't know. It's, it's one of those you see every little thing and you try and read into it. And obviously every other Giants fan is doing the exact same thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, obviously we'd absolutely love to see him return home. And even just to spy the Cowboys would be. <laughs> On to the third Thanksgiving game from last week. Um, Miles, you're, I mean, you went from going to see them play an incredibly boring game, but they, you know, at least they won it. Yeah. And this one was a bit more exciting, but unfortunately on the losing end this time. I mean, I I expected us to lose this, especially considering how we played a few days prior um, against a really bad Jets team. So, yeah, just, you know, Minnesota are a good team at the moment, and it's annoying because, you know, I, I like, you know, I like thinking back to the times where I could go to sleep when the Patriots are playing a late game, wake up knowing we'd won. And now I can't do that anymore. And it was the same with the Minnesota game. And I watched it back and I was just like, we had no answer for, for Justin Jefferson. And we, like, I feel like they are, they can be predictable. They could afford to be predictable because we had no answer for it. They, we knew they were going to throw the ball a lot to him. And we just, we just couldn't, we couldn't deal with it. And it was really, I just it was really disappointing because we have always you know been quite good at developing corners and safeties and you know having a good D all around but we just got torched you know Kirk had one yard shy of 300 yards three touchdowns Justin Jefferson nine catches for 139 yards and a touchdown it was like there was nothing we could do Thielen had nine catches and a touchdown like there was really no answer and you know, we can only do so much. I know I've been praising our ground game a lot this season, but the last couple of games, it has been quite poor. Again, I think because once teams know how to shut that down, you know, you're not really going to get a lot from us. And again, Mac Jones actually had a surprisingly good game, but it just wasn't enough in the end. And I just think that when you've got someone like Justin Jefferson, and you don't have an answer for him, then Mac Jones probably played one of the best games of his career, and it just wasn't enough. And, you know, it'd be good good to see that Mac Jones again, because he has been very mediocre, but, yeah, was not expecting us to win. I'm not gutted by the performance. It's just more like going into it, I was disappointed knowing that I knew we wouldn't really have much for us, and it was a lot closer than I expected, so credit where it's due for that. But, yeah, um think we really need to pull ourselves together a bit um but yeah just um yeah bit 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 of shame but not too not too heartbroken by it yeah if only you know they have they had zappy starting it would have been completely different yes well i was i was when i was at the jets game i was like do you know what i feel like zappy wouldn't be doing this he wouldn't just be taking a sack every five seconds and you know throwing it two yards it's like he just he has something else i know jones is the star i don't expect Zappy to start again this season whilst Jones is healthy but yeah there's something about Zappy that Jones doesn't have and I can't quite put my finger on it but it's it's like star power almost yeah and uh speaking of the Jets and also backup quarterbacks who have done a much better job 
than their starters ahead of them um, this season. My, Lightning Mike White strikes twice. I mean, <laughs> it was incredible to see him back. Um, my dad was actually at this game, which, you know, it's quite nice. For, like, because obviously as a Jets fan, he hasn't had much joy uh, no. throughout the years. So it's quite nice. The first game he's gone to um, in New York that he actually got to <laughs> see them actually just destroy a team. Like, I genuinely, it, like Mike White, I mean, we, you know, the nicknames are all fun and everything. And he does seem to strike once a season and then disappear. Hopefully, yeah. it's uh, hope, uh, hopefully the lightning stays for a, you know, a couple more nights. But uh, Ash, did you see anything from White here that makes you convinced that he's going to keep the starting job? I think he has to keep the starting job. To be honest, I mean, how can you not let him carry on after that performance? Like he was, I think his uh, QB R was the best of the weekend. So talking about, I think that they had the press conference afterwards and they said about uh, Salah went, oh, what's, um, do you think Mike White's um, was was good enough? And he said he made everything look easy. So it's kind of like, how can you not start him next week? So I think the Jets play Minnesota next week. So that'll be a great game to watch for them. Um, it'll be quite an interesting battle considering obviously the Jets are right up there now with a seven and four record. That that, that division is really tough, the East. So um, obviously no one really expected so many teams to be so competitive, but they're in amongst it. But the Jets look the real deal. Obviously the, the, the D is good. Like we know the D's been playing very well, but the offense has really struggled, especially under Wilson. But if White comes in and produces something like that, then you could argue that they might make a run and be good enough to make the playoffs. So Wilson looked excellent. Um, Garrett Wilson, obviously not Zach Wilson, who's <laughs> probably, probably if I'm honest, they might even bench him for the rest of the season if White can carry on like this. Because obviously locker room wise as well, you can't, you can't just drop somebody that's put up a performance like that for someone that locker room wise is not win the team over. So you would have thought just for the benefit of the locker room as well, that you would keep Mike White in. So the Giants, um, sorry, the, the Bears were never really going to be an outfit with Simeon there. Obviously Fields was trying to play during the week, um, but it obviously never happened. I think it would have been a slightly different game if Fields was on, obviously with that running style that he has, the amount of yards that the Chicago rushing attack can put up with Fields on the ground. But, I think that it was kind of a little bit as soon as sort of White got in his groove in that second quarter and you saw how well he was playing and linking up with Wilson, it was kind of game over. Chicago had no answer for it. Yeah, hopefully Mike White can keep this up. It's very entertaining to see, especially after what we all thought Zach Wilson was going to be and he's pretty much showed nothing of, you know, obviously those... I, I guess we could take the sort of, you know, training yeah. highlights for for the gospel sometimes a bit too much um but yeah you saw some of those throws you made back in back back in the byu days um and you just see none of them it's, it seems very strange like you'd think you'd at least see him making you know lots of errors and everything but you'd still see that kind of talent every now and then but yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Maybe it's just a new. Speak for yourself. I thought he was terrible. I was like, why is he being picked second? I didn't. I couldn't <laughs> see it. I personally, I was just like, I don't get it. Is there something I'm missing here? I just, I never really got it with Zach Wilson. Like he has the arm talent and he's mobile, but I never. There was something missing. Like arm talent and mobile can only take you so far. Great for being in college, you know. But I remember like just 
that he was the consensus number two pick, and I was like, why? I, I just I simply don't understand. There, he was the third or fourth best. He was probably the fourth or fifth best QB in that class, and I just yeah. I, I again really good arms had and in like he was making throws that no one else could on his pro day, but just never never really understood it with him. And maybe now now we're seeing that. But yeah, just for me, I was just like, uh, he's good, but you know, Mike White's clearly better. Well, I guess the <laughs> obvious comparison there is Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, who both yeah raw someone raw, yeah, and it needed to be nurtured as they got into the league, and it was by, you know, some of the best offensive minds in the league. Zach Wilson hasn't necessarily had that. Is that all that's missing, or is is he just not good enough? I guess I guess time will tell. But yeah. with Mahomes, we saw it straight away. Mahomes played, what, the last game of his rookie season, and we saw it then. Then next year, he was really good with... Um, Josh Allen, it did take Josh Allen like three years to actually be good, but he still got his, he still got the bills to the playoffs at one point, and then you kind of saw he looks really shaky, but I, d- I don't know, with, with Zach Wilson it just feels like I don't know, it, there's almost a sense of overconfidence there that seems really unwarranted, and yeah, don't know what it is, but yeah, he just there was something off with him the whole time and I never I was never sold on him completely. Talent's there, but was never sold. Yeah, and especially, you know, with the refusing to take responsibility for scoring three points, mm. that's, um, I mean, it's just, it, it, I, I completely get Salah wanted to bench him for that, and it appears as though he was completely justified, and uh, the Jets look much better for it. Mm. On to the Broncos at the Panthers next. Um, I mean, <sighs> The Pan- the Broncos continue to struggle. The Panthers, I'm not really sure what's going on with them. But they, I, I would I would say they're sort of an out of middling team that beat the bad teams, lose the good teams, but they sometimes beat teams like the Bucks, and it's um, yeah, they just I seem all over the place at the bit at the moment. Marv, so can you make sense of either of these teams really? Um, I mean, last time we were on, I did say that that little weird stat about the Broncos, if they had scored 18 points in regulation in every game, they would have been eight and one after uh, going into this week. And it was just uh, last week. And it was just like, they just can't seem to get anything going offensively. And I like, I, I sent that clip into the chat, didn't I, about a defensive player going up to Russell Wilson, having a go at him because they, they just, you'd be, you would be frustrated. And it's just, I think the Broncos are a bit predictable now because, and I, okay, okay, they've lost Javante and you know they've they've had injuries to other key players on offense, but there is you know you have to you as a quarterback getting paid the you know the ridiculous sum of money he's getting that you have to take some responsibility and you know you have to step up and I just I think I, again my concern preseason with the Broncos was the coaching. It's a very new staff. And I just don't think it's a good mix at all because the personnel are there and it's just not really working. Um, but then with the Panthers, it's just, I don't know what's going on with them either. They, I didn't expect them to put up 23 on, on Denver. Maybe a win wasn't out of the question because Denver aren't very good, but Denver defensively are. So, you know, but maybe that's maybe that's the Darnold effect. Maybe they finally found a QB that can do a little bit of good this year because... They looked they looked pretty solid, you know. It wasn't like they kind of fluked their way to win. They were the better team, 
uh, through all four quarters, and it showed quite, you know, a two-score win in the end. It, you know, really showed. So I think Carolina, not a good team, not going to, probably not going to do anything this year, you know, tanking probably for a QB, but a, a very, very, they look refreshed a bit after, you know, getting rid of rules. So maybe that helps. Maybe they're get, getting a bit of momentum there or something like that. But, you know, it's it's a really strange. It was a strange matchup because you kind of thought both of these teams suck, but have managed to, you know, get wins from places you wouldn't really expect. So, I, yeah, I thought it was an interesting matchup. I thought it was a good game as well. Yeah, it was so funny to me that clip of the defensive player shouting at him yeah. because it, it just totally looks like two schoolboys where one of them's yeah. been poking his mate too much. He's like, you know, getting on his nerves, and he just eventually tells him, "Shut the fuck up!" And he just looks so <laughs> petrified and like, of like, as if he knows, okay, I'll, I'll be quiet now. I promise, I'll be quiet. Um, <laughs> it just looked, it was so funny to me. But, uh, <laughs> like the, just the way he looked after he got yelled at by his teammate. On to the um, Bucks and the Browns here, two teams where you know the quarterbacks are doing more of the yelling than being the elder. Um, Tom Brady, a I I guess he's not playing badly. It's one of those things. Can you put the blame on him, Ash, or it, is it just everywhere else that's the problem? I don't really know what's going on in that NFC South at the moment. Obviously, no team's got a winning record over there. Um, and Tampa are probably the biggest surprise out of everybody this season that most of their players have stayed fit and they they still have a losing record, whereas most teams, they've lost a few players and people have gone down, etc. But I don't. I think I think really this one is a little bit more down to the coaching. I think with Arians gone, it's probably more of a... It's upset the, the cart more than people maybe would have thought. Um it has been a strange one offensively. It seems to be quite stuttery and they have been notoriously good on the ground, but the last few weeks they've, they've really struggled, obviously the Panthers and, and this week again against Cleveland. It was a shock to me that Cleveland won, it obviously went into overtime, but they had that chance obviously to go down the end. They they didn't use their timeouts properly. And it was, it was a weird performance coaching wise on, on the Tampa side, but credit where it's due with with Cleveland they seem to grind some of these wins out at the moment and Amari Cooper you could argue is probably playing some of the best ball he's played in his career at the moment with Rossette as his QB it would be strange to see the Browns obviously with a new QB likely coming in this week obviously Watson's now going to be coming in but I think Brissett's done everything right really to give himself put himself in the shop window for if he's not on the Mm. Browns next year he could be a starter somewhere else. Obviously, you're looking at teams, like you said, like the Panthers and like Detroit and stuff, where some of their, they're not really going to be in the position for, say, your Bryce Young or your CJ Stroud, but but they're going to be sort of that middle. I, I could see him being somewhere like Atlanta, maybe a little upgrade on Marcus Mariota, get the run game going. He, he's done very, very well, Brissett, to put himself in the shot window for the next season, but I can see Tampa making the playoffs just because that division's so bad. It's unfortunately Cleveland are, are in one of the tough ones with obviously the Bengals and the Ravens. But fair, fair play to the Browns. They put up a very good performance this weekend and thoroughly deserve the win. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how much that team changes, how much the style of play changes 
when Voldemort does come back. Um, if I was if I was a bigger Harry Potter fan, I'd I'd reference an actual film that would make sense. But um, <laughs> I guess we'll just have to live with my limited knowledge and uh, move on. Unfortunately. Um, on to the Ravens at the Jags here. I mean, massive game here. Uh, Trevor Lawrence's best game as a Jag here, surely, Miles. Um, yeah, I think. Well, I was thinking that that fourth quarter drive where they got it down to the end and then went for two, I loved it. I was on the edge of my seat. I just thought it was a mixture of great quarterback play from Trevor Lawrence, the kind of play we expected from one of the best touted passing play, um, you know, pocket passers we've seen in college since, you know, maybe Luck or Manning, you know, like. He, but that's what we wanted. That's what we saw um, that game against the Ravens. Like we just saw the supreme talent he has at QB, and that was really nice to see. I was really happy for him. And then when it got down to it, and I was like, I love the, I love, I love it when teams go for two right at the end, down one. I love it. And I just thought that you've got nothing to lose. You know, the Jags. No one's expecting anything from them. Just do it, and they did it, and it paid off. And I just think. A lot of people were quick, too quick to judge Trevor Lawrence last year. Now he's got a coaching upgrade. Now he's got some good receivers. I just think that we're now seeing the guy that we all thought we were going to see. And it's really, I'm really, really, really excited about the rest of the season um, for the Jags because they do look solid. You know, obviously they're not, you know, up there with the better teams, but they do look really, really solid. And I just feel like, you know, at four and seven, they kind of, I think their record doesn't really reflect the ability level of the team completely accurately. And I think give them some time to regroup in the off season and they'll be a much better outfit next year. Because I know Baltimore have the are quite known for just bottling things as they ha- keep doing. But this, this was, this felt more like Jacksonville winning rather than Baltimore throwing it away. And I just think that. With with Trevor playing the way he is, um, especially because he had to because the ground game wasn't there. Etn got hurt. Apparently, he was fine to go go back in, but didn't. Um, their leading rush got twenty eight yards, so Trevor had to put the team on his back and go, and he did. Zay Jones went off for one hundred forty five yards. You know, he had three other players catching touchdowns. So yeah, it was really just I thought it was a really really good performance from. Um, Trevor Lawrence and that Jacksonville offense, considering that I do rate the Ravens quite highly, especially on D. So just thought it was re- really, really encouraging signs. And if you're a Jacksonville fan, I think that is one of the best performances you're probably going to see from your QB this year, but it'll be the norm next season onwards. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. You know, don't give the ball to Lamar, Lamar Jackson in overtime. Why not if you do that? Um, and then, you know, the Ravens' defense chokes again. It, it, what what do you make of Baltimore Miles? Is it are they a real contender, or are they do they just not have the stomach for to, to be winning <laughs> playoff games? I think they have to be considered a contender simply because of how good how good you know they have they've just got the players to be contenders. I just you know I know that they've thrown away games and blah blah, blah but they're top they're still top of their division and they've still got a guy like Lamar Jackson who can just in an instant completely change a game. Mark Andrews is, I mean, 
the best tight end not named Kelsey. Um, and I just, yeah, it's just like they have too much talent to not be a contender, but they're going to get in their own way. If they, you know, I feel like they're the sort of team to beat themselves in the playoffs. I think that, that uh, Sunday was a rare rarity where I think that was just a masterclass in the end from Trevor. But I feel like the rest of their, a lot of their losses this year have been them beating themselves. So I think they, they're their own worst enemy at the moment, but they have got the talent there. I know they've suffered some injuries and whatnot. You know, you've got Bateman on IR, but the talent is there. And I just feel like Lamar Jackson, we, we were all talking about Lamar Jackson being the difference between the Ravens and the Bengals in the off season. I still do believe that. And I'm you know, a big fan of Joe Burrow and stuff, but yeah, I think Ravens do have enough talent offensively. And they've got obviously great players on D, but I think there is too much talent in that team not to make them a contender, but they just need to get out of their own way sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. On to the Texans at the Dolphins next. Um, Ash, I mean, it's pretty... In a, in a league where, you know, you rarely get the sort of performance that you expect, this was this very much looks like an 8-3 and three team playing a 1-9-1 one, and one team, didn't it, really? Yeah, it did one hundred percent. Like they kind of got didn't really get out of second gear. Miami really, obviously, Tua went off in the first. Sort of it was it was pretty much done by halftime, wasn't it? Obviously that they had the the defensive touchdown and that sort of killed them off. Then they took all their starters out, um, and then they got a couple of touchdowns back in the second half. Houston, but it was it was all over. Miami look to be honest, like. They've got everything. They kind of look very similar to what Dallas do in the NFC, where they've got all the tools and on their day, they can beat anyone. Um, obviously, two is playing outstanding at the moment. I think he's I think he's third, actually, for MVP on betting at the moment. I think it's Mahomes one, um, Hurts two, and then two are at three for betting at the moment. But they seem to have everything going for them. Obviously, if they can keep Waddle and Tyreek Hill fit, that it's they they have all the tools there to to win it um and go far in the, in the playoffs as well so I think that that East it's going to be between them and the Bills to try and to win that division but Miami I think that like you said they didn't really need to get out of second gear and they cruised to this one but I think they got a big game this weekend as well so it'll be interesting with some of the teams this weekend that are all fighting for the the AFC um wildcard positions and some of the the um league positions are really really close so it would be another big week coming up in week week 13 on to the bengals at the titans next it's probably game of the week on paper may i mean maybe giants cowboys um you could argue but obviously turn out a bit disappointing this one was a bit closer um bengals coming out with the win here I, i to be fair i i did not see this coming at all i've consistently hated on the Bengals all season long. Um and they you know they they finally won against a big team. Um Miles I and you know I know I'm the only Bengals hater here at this point, but um <laughs> was this convincing for you um going forward? I think the the Titans are just one of those teams that aren't amazing but they're really difficult to beat. And so you you needed the, I mean the Bengals needed everyone to sort of not to sound too cliche but just do their job you know everyone it was a it was a good team effort Joe Burrow was really solid I thought didn't really put a foot wrong um, only threw one touchdown but you know he yeah 
he had to he was bottled up at times but he still managed to you know make some run he rushed nine times in the game you know he had to just do what he could to just gain you know get those first downs gain the yards and eventually you know nudge his team ahead and you know they won by four and I just I feel like that was a really really convincing performance because it was a tough game to win and okay they only scored 20 points but you know it was enough and I feel like they weren't in control the whole game but they were never like they never looked out of it you know it was I mean it was 10 all at the half and then you know 13 all going into the the fourth quarter and then then they just managed to edge ahead I think the defense did really well to stop um you know Derek Henry and, and that Titans offense but yeah I just feel like it was a really professional um and composed performance from Joe Burrow I'm a big fan of his so maybe a little bit of bias here but I just felt like you know he knew what he had to do and he just got it done um they didn't have um they didn't have Joe Mixon, so they were relying on P Ryan on the ground, and you know he didn't. You know he averaged three point four yards a carry, but he scored a touchdown. And yeah, I just think that whole offense was commanded really well by Joe Burrow. Defense showed up. Thing is, really convincing performance from the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, it was interesting how they approached dealing without both Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon. Obviously, you know it's very yeah. impressive win without those two, but they obviously went heavy to P Ryan. And heavy to T Higgins, they didn't bother. They pretty much didn't bother going to anyone else. I mean, obviously, I mean, the thing Hurst. is, T Higgins, like Joe Burrow, likes T Higgins. You know, I think he actually in all the games that Higgins and Chase have played together, Higgins has been targeted more. So he does like him, but obviously, Chase gives you something completely different. You know, but I think T Higgins is more than a capable stand-in. But yeah, it was yeah, he 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 did really well. Yeah, it's interesting to see. You know. When when you do take those top players away, those next guys up are pretty much on that mm. level, but they clearly weren't too confident in going to anyone much further down the depth chart. Yeah, and uh, much preferred keeping it with those guys. On to the Falcons at Washington next. Um, I mean, <laughs> Washington really keeping themselves in this NFC East playoff race, unfortunately. Um. <laughs> It's, uh, I, I mean, obviously the Falcons, they've been a bit of a tough-to-predict team. Um, Ash, were you expecting a Commander's win this week? Yeah, I did predict the Commander's win this week. I thought that they've been doing enough recently to show that they are a solid enough team, especially to be the Falcons. Falcons have been doing okay, considering what they've got, really. To be 5-7, and seven, I think they've actually overachieved so far this year. The ground game, I think they said, someone mentioned it, that it's top five in the league, Atlanta. So it's been very good on the ground. They just just can't seem to get anything going through the air with Mariota, but it's not a massive surprise, that, to be fair. If you had someone a little bit more that could air it out, you'd get more use, obviously, out of London. Obviously, Pitts is on IR at the moment, but they could be in a far... If they had a better QB, personally, they could be... They could be top of the of the South. So is one of them ones that are still in contention, but they just don't seem to have the weapons to be able to get that over the line. In regards to Washington, unfortunately, they're just in a tough division, like probably the toughest at the moment in the NFL. So they've kind of found their identity a little bit, running behind the tandem of uh, Robinson and Gibson. Robinson obviously had more on the ground, but Gibson done a lot last last week. 
and obviously Heineke's playing very, very well at the moment. They they've kind of got they've kind of got into a rhythm in Washington at the moment. So it will it'll be interesting to see how the next few weeks go. If they can stay in that rhythm, it'll be really interesting. But they've been playing very well at the moment. I'll, I'll hold my hands up because I was not a massive Ron Rivera fan. Didn't um sort of like week four, week five, I thought he might be one of the next ones to go because they were playing that poorly. Mm. But things have turned around massively there. And I think that that's down to maybe the change of QBs. And there's obviously some personnel up as well. That's He's obviously tweaked a few things and they've kind of come up with a different game plan and fair play to him. They've they've really turned it on the last few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And this, yeah, it's a very interesting division, the AFC East. Because um, I... The Eagles are the only team I'd say are a true playoff contender. Maybe the Cowboys are in that conversation. But the Giants and Commanders should no, be nowhere near these records. It's um, it's <laughs> truly strange to see. I don't know what's going on. Clearly, there's some kind of balance in karma that is being adjusted out over the last few years. But, uh, yeah, it's nice to see the NFC East back in this rightful place on top of the NFL. On to the Rams at the Chiefs next. Um, Miles, this is... I, I mean, this is the thing. The Rams were never really close here. You never really expected them to be close. Obviously, they're missing Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford. Um, did you see any threat from them at all here in this game? Um, no, I did not. I, I, I think um, the, the only... The only... And it's not really an upgrade, is it? It's just a different skill set. Is that Perkins is more mobile than Matthew Stafford? That's it. So when the pocket collapses, which it obviously does a lot with that dreadful O line, he was a, he was able to escape. He was able to extend the play, but the, you know he was their leading rusher with nine carries, forty four yards. But there, there wasn't, you know, there was nothing there really. You know, their leading receiver had twenty nine yards. It was just, it was, it was, it was. Not painful to watch because I like watching KC play. But if you're a Rams fan, that was that was probably the most miserable performance you've seen in, in well, probably a week. But yeah, it was just um, I just didn't didn't really expect anything, and we were right. Um, yeah. yeah, it was it was just you know what you'd expect. Really bad offensively. KC obviously had way too much firepower. Mahomes threw for over 300 yards. They got Pacheco going on the ground a little bit. Kelsey just doing his normal nonsense of scoring a touchdown every game, it feels like. So, yeah, just, uh, you know, Casey spread the ball around a lot. No one had more than 57 yards. Um, everyone seemed to catch the ball because it was more like it felt like practice. You know, it felt like watching Casey practice because they 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 knew there was no threat from L.A. L.A. were never going to get into the game. Um you know they didn't they didn't score it after you know they scored a field goal in the second quarter and then didn't didn't do anything again until the fourth so it was never really going to be um it was never really going to be a comp a contest um rams are done for the year it's a lost cause for them chiefs didn't really get out of second gear today um on sunday they didn't need to um and yeah i just feel like we're all you know we all think the chiefs are really good i you know really like watching them play that was like a that was basically a bye week for them. You know they'll be they'll be back next week tearing it up again because that's what they do, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, to know if um that Rams GM still has the fuck them picks 
<laughs> at this point going into you know he's very yeah much but you do at... because you would give up you would give up your picks and next season to win this year like you would Absolutely. but it's yeah, still true, funny because be they're, they're done for a while now like they're going to be bad for a while you would think yeah it's um yeah it's absolutely fair enough but it's um yeah they're very much looking at top five this year or at least you know seahawks and uh no sorry not the seahawks the Lions and the um, sorry, the Jaguars. That's where Jalen Ramsey came from. Yeah, the Rams. Um, the Rams pick is currently well, it's Detroit's, but it would it's going to be number three overall as it stands, which is yeah. tasty. I mean, that would be amazing for the Lions because they absolutely need a quarterback. That is quite funny though that um, they they <laughs> desperately need a quarterback to replace Jared Goff, and the got, way they're yeah. going to replace him. Is with one of the draft picks they got along with yeah. from the Rams. That's uh, so he's helped in his own way, really, because as it stands, Detroit will be picking at three with the Rams pick and thirteen with their own pick. So you get one of the best QBs and then whatever linemen and you know uh, defensive linemen fall down to thirteen, which would be nice for them. Yeah, well, to be fair, the. Um, offensive line is alright when they're healthy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, probably just need a defensive back. I just yeah. maybe you need, you need the deep. position you need. Yeah, yeah. Well, on to your team, Ash. Um, as you said at the beginning, finally a win for them. Um, I mean, you know, six and five, a decent <clears> record. Um, against the Cardinals, do you take a lot of you know confidence from this win, or the Cardinals? I don't know. The Cardinals have had a bit of a up and down season, they haven't been great at home, obviously. Um, do you consider this a big win? I consider it a an important win. Um, I don't know if it's a big win. Obviously, Arizona haven't been playing well at the moment. Um, we've we've just struggled mightily with mentality and just sort of not really not saying character issues, but we just seem to just fundamental football is just terrible on our side at the moment. Like normally it's special teams or something that's happened. Obviously injuries haven't helped this year, but our defense at the moment is not playing well at all. We seem to we seem to go down to a double digit lead. I think it's like five of the last six games we've really not come out of the blocks playing well at all. Um, our tackling in space is probably the worst in the league. Like I don't, they need to hit the weight room because they just seem to bounce off people or skid past people like they put bananas out in a Donkey Kong. A Mario Kart game, like it's it's not very pleasant to watch at the moment. But luckily enough, we have some legit superstars that can bail us out, and it happened this week. Uh, Derwin James picked up his hundredth tackle already. Um, he got an INT forced fumble in this game. He was immense. Um, um, Davis did a good job as well on Hopkins, even though obviously he got a touchdown. But the second half he played very well, and and then. Herbert was just on another level. Um, he was just so good. I mean, Arizona blitzed us more than any team have against any team this year. So we he was the most blitzed. And over that blitz, he got all his three touchdowns. So under pressure, he was called cool, calm collective. Obviously, he was still missing Mike Williams, but he was still hitting um, Allen. He was still hitting um, Eckler, who's on, I think he's on course for 128 receptions, Eckler, this year. So I mean, we're in we're in the sh- we're in in the shout for the playoffs without playing. 
particularly well at the moment. We just can't seem to find our groove, can't seem to string that many wins together. Um, and it's quite frustrating, obviously, because of the amount of talent we, we've had and we've got on the roster. It's just not kind of put it there at the moment. But I'm hoping if we can start producing what we did this week with it was it was they they proved me wrong because I thought we were dead and buried to be honest. I thought we came out second half, Arizona went up, and I, I didn't think that once we did the drive and we didn't get it, and the ball got turned back to Arizona with with I think it was about three minutes left, and we were down by we were down by seven. I didn't think we'd have the mentality to come back from it because we're not strong mentally. But to be fair, defense kept them out all got came back and then Herbert marched us down the field and then obviously we went for two obviously everyone knows that we've not been having a great record at the moment with these last bit last minute drives and bits and pieces obviously Kansas beat us last week but to uh, to kind of stamp a win and be the right side of it will do the players a, a lot of good I think going into next week we've got a big game against the Raiders next week so we shall see obviously they put up a very good win this week but we need to kind of if I'm honest, we really need to get get another win off the back of this, pick a win up against the Raiders, and then we're more in with a shell because there's the Jets, the Patriots, the Bengals and Miami that are definitely playing better than us at the moment. So I think we're kind of that eighth team sort of outside looking in at the moment. But I think there is wins there to do it. It's just a case of if they can get the talent on, on the roster to produce it on the field. And that's the inconsistency that we're going with at the moment. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty funny. Uh, you know, the Chargers being the eighth best team, they're absolutely the ones you want to see in the playoffs out of that group who are just sort of on the fringe there. But, um, I mean, hey, you never know. Lightning Mike White, you never know what he can do. <laughs> Maybe he comes into the playoffs, takes them on a storming run, and all of a sudden he's being praised as a Super Bowl hero. <laughs> who knows? Um, on to the Saints at the Niners next. Miles... Do you catch much of this one? Is um, I guess it wasn't the most note noteworthy of the nine o'clock kickoffs. I just, I obviously there's that saying: offense wins games, defense wins championships. I feel like we saw that, like the offense put up enough points to win it, but it 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 was there's cause for concern if you're a Niners fan because the Saints aren't great. And to only put up 13 points when you've got someone like Christian McCaffrey, when you've got Debo and Ayer, it it you know it was a bit like it just it was a bit lackluster, wasn't it? And I I feel like you know maybe they don't try as hard offensively because they know their D is just ridiculous and you know is just you know really really strong. But at the same time, I just felt like. You know, there's not enough there on that team to make an actual championship push because okay, they're seven and four, but it's you know, Jimmy G is like really average. Like he's solid, but he is really average and he's got a pretty low ceiling. And I just feel like if they you know, okay, they you can only beat what's in front of you, but it felt like that they were they're kind of just plodding along sometimes and I just feel like they're going to get caught out whether it's towards the end of the season or in the postseason, and they're going to, you know, they're going to really meet their match and they're really not going to have an answer because, you know, they're, they're great at running the ball, but they weren't that good at running it on the weekend and it was it was kind of like they won because New Orleans were terrible and couldn't score because of their D 
And yeah, it's for me, I'd be concerned if I was a Niners fan. I know that they were going to go with Lance for the year and he's done for the season. So obviously this isn't the first choice offense they've got. And, you know, Mitchell just keeps getting hurt. So I understand that there's not, you know, there are a few issues and hiccups and stuff, but it does look like maybe this isn't their year simply because I just think offensively they're just spluttering sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I would have said, you know, James Winston would have been biting his fingernails desperate to get into this game to actually score some points. Yeah. I think he prefers the whole thing, doesn't he? He's uh, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely loves, to, loves a bit of that. Um, on to the Raiders at the Seahawks next. Um, Ash, I mean, this was probably the game of the window. Uh at this point in the night, wasn't it? Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, Chargers Cardinals was way up there, but Josh Jacobs having the game of his life, it feels like I'm saying that every week now, but um, yeah. having the, yet again the game of his life, um, and he, you know, went off this on this storming run to win the game for the Raiders. Um, this is a very strange one, because the Seahawks, it seemed like a very good team, and they still don't seem like a bad team, but the Raiders looks very bad earlier in the year is this is this just is this just a one-off weird sort of game or does do you actually take any stock from this result um i think that vegas are kind of where they are obviously they had a really bad start things weren't clicking um i think that the the big players are showing out at the moment for the for the raiders which is kind of why they're putting out these wins because we all knew they had the talent obviously they've got jacobs they You've got Adams, obviously Waller and Renfro injured, but they, they have got some really big pieces. I think what's helped the last few weeks, I think Max Crosby and Chandler Jones have really hit. I think that the pressure they put on Gino was outstanding this week. I think they've got loads of pressure. Um, and to be to be honest, they run stuff as well, because obviously Kenneth Walker is was has been immense for Seattle. But for him to only put up 26 yards on 40, 14 attempts... The Raiders did very, very well to try to obviously stop that, and with with Jacobs putting up what he did, it it, it does it does take the pressure off of Carr because obviously we know that Carr's he in some ways can play well, but he has if you give him too many attempts, he can he can make quite a few mistakes. I think it was was one of them games where it was a little bit back and forth. Seattle didn't they they looked kind of in control obviously with. Um, in the first bit and then the second quarter Vegas just just took over and then obviously to go into overtime it was one of them ones where it could have gone either way it was just one of them ones where Jacobs just went on that massive long run that, that sealed the game for them it was a real it, these two teams are very very even I think that they've they've both got individual talents that are mesmerizing obviously with like Metcalfs and and Adams and both the quarterbacks at the moment are playing very similar ball Gino's been playing very well but but Carr can put up the stats and we do know that he's, he is a probably top 20 QB in the league. But I think this week, the difference was the pass rush. And I think that Max Crosby and Charlie Jones were the difference this week. And if I'm honest, legit wise, you could argue Max Crosby is probably playing top five levels of pass rusher at the moment. I don't, it's probably Miles Garrett, Bosa, um, then Parsons. And then, then you could say maybe Crosby's in the mix as the number four. Maybe TJ Watt, if he was a bit fitter, would be the fifth. But he is playing that well at the moment, Crosby. So, yeah, Raiders, 
they're they're a team that on their day they they can they can pick up these wins because of the talent with Adams and Jacobs and Carr and Crosby. But I'm hoping that they don't do that next week against us, obviously in Vegas. So we shall see. But it'll be interesting to see um these two teams finish this year, especially Seattle, because they were in amongst it. I think I, I personally think the 49ers are going to be good enough to take that division. But Seattle was still in there. They'll be fighting with the Giants and, and Washington for that sort of wildcard spot. So it'll be it'll be good to see Seattle sort of maybe reach that. So we we, we shall see you in the next few weeks. Yeah, it's interesting looking back on it now, you know, obviously that Gi- Giants lost to the Seahawks a few weeks ago and then we've lost a couple more since then. But we're somehow still ahead of them. It it feels weird to look at that um to look at that record and go, wait, hang on, we've been really bad the last couple of weeks. How are they not ahead of us yet? But um yeah, that wild card race in the FC, it, it it's gonna be interesting, even if maybe not particularly watchable as uh <laughs> At least there's something from that. Um, final game that has happened this week as of recording. Um, the Packers travelled to the Eagles. I guess it's pretty sort of expected from the Eagles in terms of the way they played. You know, heavy, heavy run game. Um, mm. And the Packers really just couldn't stop it. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Rodgers seems to be picking up a new injury every week. Uh, Miles... I mean, was it a bit closer than you were expecting, maybe? Um, I think when Rogers left the game, you I didn't really think Green Bay had a chance of getting back into it, but turns out I was wrong. But I mean the Eagles know how they just know how to manage the clock because of their ground game. So I feel like once they, you know, once they had the ball on the final possession. I knew it was there was a matter of time they, they was gonna, you know, get the first down run out of the clock. But it's so hard to play against a team that can consistently run the ball as well as them because obviously you're then fighting against the clock and you become a bit more predictable because you know you don't have as much time. You're down by two scores. You need to throw the ball, but the clock's just, you know, the clock isn't there. The time isn't there. So I think Jordan Love did really well when he came in. Um I think he can be very pleased with his performance you know six of nine for 113 and a touchdown a good you know good showing in relief of, of Rogers, who didn't have the cleanest game um but I mean e- Eagles man 363 rushing yards it's just ridiculous like how do you how do you play against that when a quarterback puts up puts up 150 and then Sanders puts up 140 plus game well scored a touchdown like they can just, you know, I could probably run behind that that line. Like it's just, it's just, I don't know. Like I would be, you know, very worried if I was any team playing them because, yeah, some some and there are a few teams who personnel wise probably have some better players, but when your line is that good and you can just run the ball that way, that you know, there's only so much the opposition can do and. You know, they didn't really need to throw it much. You know, AJ Brown scored a touchdown, but he only had 46 yards with his busted eye. Um, and then, you know, Devonta Smith had 50 yards. So it, ju- it just, I, I thought Philly were going to win, but I didn't think they put up that many points because I do think Green Bay are, you know, can be solid. But yeah, it was just a really, really entertaining, uh, really entertaining game. And I do think that. People are going to think maybe Jordan Love has something there. I th- I think it would have happened by now. 
if you know if we were if we were really serious about him. So yeah, I think we'll see how bad the Rogers injury is. But yeah, I'm not completely sold on Love yet. Um, but yeah, I just think that Packers are kind of in you know they're four and eight seasons basically done for them really, unless they can run the table and go nine and eight, which is not going to happen. So. Although last time that actually did happen like many years ago and they made the playoffs for that. Yeah, that was but yeah, I just don't think it's happening this year for them. Um they gotta, you know, regroup and go again next year, see what happens with uh Rogers. But yeah, it was a you know, it was just a ridiculous performance from the Eagles. I just think if you can put up three hundred rushing yards, you're just an insane team. Um only needs hundred and thirty seven passing yards to win a game. Put forty points and and get less than hundred and fifty yards in the air is insane sorry it's just ridiculous silly yeah. team i'd be very surprised if the collective decision from both rogers and packers coaching staff and management was to re- continue risking him with all these injuries for the rest of the season yeah. if there was ever a time to try out jordan love and see what he's got surely this is the time right mm. but um who knows i think he said he still wants to keep playing for some reason i just it's um Baffling, and, and like, I, I, I'm still surprised he he never got traded. To be honest, with how toxic everything was for a little while, because well, he's such a big baby, no one wanted him. You know, yeah. Look at oh, Mr. Yeah. Nice Guy Russ. He yeah. paid it. They paid through the nose for him. Gave up so much capital. Gave him ridiculous contracts, and it hasn't worked out. It, the same could have happened with Rogers. You know, if you're going to act up, you, you say Nice Guy Russ like anyone likes him. Uh, so, no, no one uh, likes him now, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't being as much of a diva as as I think Rogers was in the yeah, in the, the last two off seasons. You know, he was happy Big to baby. say he was happy to say let's ride as many times as they wanted. Rogers said, "Fuck off." I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Let's ride. <laughs> and uh, just a quick preview of uh, tonight's game: the Steelers at the Colts. Um, I mean, it's the game everyone's been waiting for, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Ash, have you got any sort of quick predictions for this one? Um, for I think it might be a better game than people think it's going to be. I think that we're probably going to be expecting. I think obviously they're not Matt Ryan's not the most mobile of quarterbacks, so I'm expecting Pittsburgh to do quite well uh, defensively wise um, in regards to sacks and maybe a few takeaways. But I think it'd be a better game than we think. I'm I'm hoping this maybe more ground oriented. Uh, orientated mainly because I have fantasy <laughs> reasons. <for that>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping Taylor and, and Najee do quite well. Um, but yeah, it should it should be should be an okay game. I don't think these two teams are horrendously bad. Um, Pittsburgh obviously haven't been playing well much this season, but I still think that they've got some talented players. And the same with Indy. It's, it's strange now, obviously, with Matt Ryan back at the helm after the the coaching change. Frank Roy obviously got on Saturday in, but yeah, so be 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 interesting. But I've been calling Monday Night Football for the last five weeks and got I think I've got every single one wrong. So <laughs> I won't be calling this one anytime soon. Put it that way, <laughs> Miles. What do you see happening? Um, well, I think i I think the 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 Colts are gonna have to just go for it a bit more simply because you know Cowboys next week in prime time probably not gonna be a win there whereas Steelers have got the Falcons so I feel like it's a you know and also I feel like the Colts still feel like maybe they could get something this year because 
You know, they're a few string a few wins together and who knows. Whereas the Steelers, they kind of got nothing to lose. Rookie QB and Pickett, you know, he's still learning the ropes and everything. Their line, their O line's a bit of a mess. You know, Najee is really underperforming. So I think the pressure's off for Pittsburgh and they're on the road, which kind of makes me think it could get a bit tasty. So I'm actually I I'm, I'm not going to make a prediction. I've already <laughs> made my prediction in the in the in the um, with uh, Josh, but I'm not I'm not going to repeat it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I know I know what I predicted, and I think I mean that those are my reasons for it, and I just think that you know with again as Ash said, you know Matt Ryan's not very mobile, so Pittsburgh can kind of read them a bit easier and stuff like that. So I think that's one team who are based in Pennsylvania may do a bit better. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I'm perfectly happy to say who my prediction is. I'm taking the Steelers on this one. Um, Jeff Saturday, he's at his first loss. It's all going to start falling apart from now on, I reckon. Um, and also, you know, the, only, the main sort of point of interest for me with this one, um, I need a combined for, 46 points from Matt Ryan and Najee Harris tonight to keep myself alive um, in the relegation battle in the first and 10 fantasy football championship. So uh, oh. just, <laughs> fingers crossed on that one. I'm not, I've not got a lot of hope, but um, you never know. Najee Harris, for, for some reason, he could just have a monster game. Um, I'm less optimistic about Matt Ryan, but um, yeah, come on lads. Um, <laughs> do me proud. And Believe. Keep, I, this is just to keep my relegation battle alive for one more week. So it's not exactly... You know the be all and end all of my fantasy season, but I uh, believe in you. Oh, thanks, Miles. That's uh, right. That's that's the report. And let's just send that towards Najee Harris and Matt Ryan tonight, please. Um, so that's all from us this week. Any parting words for his Miles? Um, I would really like it if the Patriots stopped sucking. So if you know, if Bill, if you can hear this, please sort it out because, and maybe just play Zappy because you know he's pretty he's pretty good. You know. We've got the bills next week, so I'm absolutely not expecting anything. But um, yeah, this week, in fact, Thursday night football. So yeah, not not expecting a lot from that. I think we're going to lose that, you know. But whatever. Please just get better at football. That's that's all I ask. Always a good argument. Um, on to Ash. Any parting words for us? Um, it was good to be back, lads. Nice to chat with you. Um, who do you think will be the four in the college football playoffs? Does anyone know? <sighs> I would be lying if I pretended that was something I was um, informed on. But um, <laughs> I, I, I'm aware Ohio State just lost to Michigan and that puts it them in danger. But I believe that that's just their first loss, right? So I feel like they're still probably all right for the playoffs. Yeah, they, I think it's a toss-up between them and uh, USC at the moment. I think the... the, the TCU are in it as well, aren't they? They're yeah, third in the, the AP. I think TCU are definitely in it, but I think there's this the fourth spot at the moment. It's going to be Georgia, Michigan, and TCU, but the fourth spot's up for grabs. But at the moment, there's so much talk that Caleb Williams is going is the Heisman Trophy winner because I think these odds have been slashed. He looks ridiculous. Like he, he looks unreal. absolutely ridiculous. So I think that because knowing what the the governing body are like, I think they'll put him in it. I think they'll put him in the championship, the playoff championships, and and let him go at him. So I think USC will get the fourth spot against over Ohio State at this point. 
that's I, I I sort of dip in and out of college football, but I do know uh, this Lincoln Riley who's just got the massive job at USC as well. So obviously that that's quite a big program that they want to um, promote, and it's all it's all very dodgy to me that the voting system. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know that's uh, I, I, hopefully once they expand it, it'll seem a bit more fair, and you actually get quite a few good teams in there. Yeah, yeah. That was my take on the very limited football <laughs> I watch. Um, all right, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, Giants, you know, just just do what you were doing before, lads. It's surely give it to Saquon. Can't have forgotten. You know, it's only three weeks ago. Come on, lads, uh, <laughs> get, get your shit to go. Um, all right, thanks for listening, everyone. See you a bit. Thank you.